are listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. Podcasting to you from the sunny force of Meadowdale, Washington, where I, for one, don't even have an actual passport. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And from the sunny but smoky Cascade Locks, Oregon, I'm Andrew Hoffman, and I, I'm pretty sure my passport's expired, and my driver's license is not real ID, so I won't be flying anytime soon. <laughs> Well, I'm just kidding. I do have a passport somewhere, and it's not expired. So, <laughs> but not a vaccine yeah. passport. I don't have a vaccine passport. Surprisingly enough, you know, How I do hear you... it's all. Yeah, I hear it's all the rage, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, I don't really have one, so I don't know what that means about me. Or <laughs> I'm still a person. And yet, a... you uh, you've been on multiple flights lately. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Still able to travel pretty pretty easily. So. So there's a lot to cover in the news. Obviously, New York City has uh, is got vaccine passports. They tried to they're trying to do it in France. Uh, France continuing to freak out. I mean, those video clips from uh, you know drone footage over France with just it, you know they keep saying thousands of people in the street, but I guess thousands is technically correct. I wouldn't <laughs> want to say millions, but it it is a lot of people in the street. Yeah. Lots. Anything less than thousands, if you hear hundreds, I think that's a they're selling you short on that. That is dozens. Does yeah, <laughs> no, definitely no dozens. However, our good friends down there in Australia, and we should have a kind of a shout out to our our buddy down there in Western Australia, supporter of the show, the uh, producer of the show, and we sent him a book. And uh, hey, we'd like to hear from you. What's going on down there? It seems like things just keep getting worse um, around the world. It's uh, it's kind of crazy right now. You got the vaccine passports. Meanwhile. In the United States, Texas is still pretty great. Most of the Midwest is still pretty great. Uh, from what I hear, Florida is still doing fine. Up here in Washington, other than the resurgence of masks everywhere, I don't really notice anything too too crazy. Uh, how is your life? How is things down there? Uh, well, I made two trips to the post office and the store the last couple of days, maskless without incident. I am seeing... St- you know, some people starting to wear masks again, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I don't, not too much of a change. I didn't see many masks out on the Eagle Creek Trail. That was my big adventure over the weekend, hiking down from uh, Wadham Lake through the area burned by the Eagle Creek Fire down all the way the Eagle Creek Trail to the, the end of it. That was fun. Nice. How far is that hike? Uh, you know, if you do like there and back, it's like 25 miles. So roughly half of that. It's 12 and a so, half or so. Yeah. Somewhere that's in there. A, that's a decent hike though. Man. So, so, I, I did the, the cheater way though. I got a ride to Wadham Lake at like 4,000 feet in elevation and all downhill to the, <laughs> <laughs> the end of Eagle Creek from there. So yeah, that does make a difference. You can, you yep. can do that pretty quick. Yeah. 
So that's cool, man. Good for you for getting out there and doing that. I have uh, been working pretty hard since I got back because I was gone for so long and and I had to quarantine last week. So, you know, just uh, get catching up on work and things like that. But uh, I had kind of a cool experience last night and I wanted to just mention it here on the show at least. And that was so did you go to any neighborhood outings last night? No, I did not. So last night was National Day Out or National Neighborhood Day. Okay. Uh, we had we had relatives over, but okay, not neighborhood. Interesting. Do, 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 do. I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, where is it? National Neighborhood Day, National Neighborhood Watch, uh, National. Anyway, uh, here in uh, Linwood, supposedly it was national. The person who organized it, a couple of uh. Streets down, um, lady who had been doing it for years, and it's kind of, she holds it as like a block party, has everybody come over. The what you know, the community water people stopped by, the police department stopped by, and uh, it was actually really awesome. It was fun Very because cool. because I, we were there, okay, and the, and she was kind of upset. She wasn't sure how this was going to go. She was afraid nobody would show up. Um, and you know, she's uh, a widow. She lives in her house by herself and, you know, she's up getting up there in age and just wasn't sure if anyone would even respond or much less want to, you know, be around other people, you know, <laughs> disgusting, you know, germy human beings. Yeah. Uh, but my wife and I showed up with our kids and there was a bunch of people there and everybody was shaking hands and standing close and not a single mask in the place. And it was Extremely refreshing to realize that all of my at least very close neighbors are, are not really scared at all. Yeah. I didn't hear a single mention of COVID. Not one time. I shook all kinds of hands. Uh, I think the only thing I heard was when when the lady who organized it said she wasn't sure if anyone would even come. Mm-hmm. It's been so hard this last year to even see people. And I think everybody was so excited to be at a public gathering and to be around each other that it was just it was a lot of fun. There was people... Andrew, people brought their own foods from their homes and then shared it <laughs> with others. It was oh, crazy. I yeah yeah. And, and, and it's inter- interesting because this this demographic, most of the people in my neighborhood, of the older variety, I would say fifty plus, and um, no one really seemed to care too much. At least the ones that all showed up there. And I thought, you know, you compare that with the younger demographic, the people that I work with. And I went into to work after my quarantine and was telling a couple people about, you know, being outside the stadium when the for the NBA championships and uh, guys more more or less years in my age were saying stuff like, oh, did you catch the Rona? Did you catch COVID? No, why? Well, it's like 65,000 people out there, man. I'm sure you caught COVID. So that that's that's what years in my generation you're you're, you're yeah. our age of people is making jokes about oh you're in a huge group of people yeah. did you catch the rona did That's, you uh, uh meanwhile meanwhile the boomers so to speak all the people in my neighborhood don't care making homemade cookies making homemade hot dogs making homemade potato salad sitting in lawn chairs shaking hands saying hi to the police officers like don't care it's a little bit strange the world we live in now uh, that there was well, a, no, a joke. No one a joke. ever, 
No one ever accused our generation of being the greatest generation. So. <laughs> oh, come on. There's at least two or three lefty-leaning you know, people who say that we're the greatest generation. We've had to deal with COVID. I mean, that, that, that makes us I mean, pretty much <laughs> heroes. Better. Heroes. Yeah. I mean, I, I've sat in my house for 12 straight months and ordered Uber Eats and, like, won't let my kids go outside. <laughs> he, he's got to the point now where he's throwing his own feces, but we're just doing that to protect, the, uh, to protect everyone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just don't let him outside. He did, you know, he's he's completely pale. He has no no color in his skin, and you just you know he's starting throwing feces, but he's fine. Heroic cowardice. There we go. <laughs> just kidding. My kid never goes. Never. He's always outside every single day, all the time. As a matter of fact, a bunch of the people in the neighborhood talked about how wonderful he is, and how often they see him outside, and they love to hear him laugh. And it's you know it's yeah, it's like it was really cool. There was like oh. I said, you can hear him laugh two or three doors down. Oh, yeah. It, you know, it really makes my day when I can hear him laugh and, you know, just run around screaming, just being around other human beings and care kids that are carefree and not, you know, masked up and translucent and stuck to a screen. <laughs> they, they all talked about they were surprised he didn't have a phone or anything like that. I'm like, man, this, this kid is not getting a phone anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> this, is like, this is definitely not something that's going to happen. So it, you know, it just, I don't know, man, it really gave me a lot of hope. We spoke to the, uh, the detective. Uh, there was actually a detective that swung by. And so things got political with one of the guys he was talking to. So I hopped up and ran over. Just wanted to just kind of get a feel for what was going on over there. And the guy was like, yeah, I can't believe it. They stopped the no knock warrants and all this stuff. So now I guess you got to call or email before you can go over and I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. I want to see this reaction. <laughs> and I, like, leaned in. I looked at the guy. And he, like, kind of, he's like, well, yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. He's like, I don't really like no-knock warrants anyway. And I was like, oh, my gosh. What is going the, on with this detective? The, yeah. Cop said that? Yeah, the detective. I don't okay. like no-knock warrants anyway. And he's like, we've we've so infrequently had them in, in, in this county. You know, we we really don't do them. That's the thing that happens in King County more often down where Seattle is. We don't really do them here. And so it wasn't a big deal to, you know, for us to not do that. And I'm kind of not against that. So, you know, that's, that's fine. I was like, well, that's a great answer. And then next up, uh, they said, I said something about, I said, well, it seems like Snohomish County is keeping the, uh, the laws. You know, it seems like they're able to keep the laws a little bit better. And, uh, you know, it, it's not as crazy as what's going on down in King County. And he kind of agreed he said, other than the stuff coming from top down, where Inslee's got this new law in place where they can't chase people. Have you heard about this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're no longer allowed to chase people. So you show up to a murder scene, you see someone take off running. You must interview everyone there first before you can actually verify that that was the person you were supposed to chase. So yeah, very cool. That's uh, supposedly supposed to help police violence, but I don't think that's going to work very well. Uh, but the detective did mention that, you know, the remember the sheriff that was they, they couldn't recall up here? Yes. Uh, yeah. Used to uh, patrol this area. Actually was part of the police department here in this town and patrolled this area before he became sheriff. And then they tried to recall him and couldn't get 45,000 signatures. So he assured me that that guy was still part of the, you know, the process of things. And that, uh, you know, he says the thing about this area that we live in, it's a bunch of working class people. And he said, if you weren't surrounded on one side by Everett <laughs> and on the other side by Seattle, where there's bigger problems that leak into it. If you just picked up this part, this town and put it in the middle of the country, it's like there would be no crime. It'd be an ideal place to live because 
all that it gets is like people drifting in from other spots. Yeah. And uh, it was that kind of nice to hear that from from a police officer who was like, yeah, that's that's pretty much what's going on around here, you know, because he he enjoyed getting out and talking to people and they were stopping by a bunch of block parties to talk to, you know, different people. And, you know, it's it's bizarre, Andrew, when you're not behind a keyboard. Right. And you're not smashing the retweet button or saying you hate someone <laughs> or you hope they die if they don't get the vaccine through your keyboard, staring at your screen in your dark room when you're actually out sitting with your neighbors, the elderly, the the four and five year olds, the babies, the new couple, the newlywed couple, the new couple that just moved in, the people who have lived in the neighborhood for 50 years. When you're sitting in a group around them and the police come to you and talk about how great this specific area is, you just, you know, you don't feel like, oh, the whole world is a freaking mess, is a just a complete disaster right now. And, you know, BLM is going to take over the world and or all all people are racist, right? Everyone's racist or there was none of that. There wasn't any single talk about anything. There was multiple races present. No one ever mentioned anything about race. No one ever mentioned anything about Black Lives Matter. The only thing people were worried about was, is there some crime leaking into our area? And that was pretty much it. And uh, it was great to see everybody. That's all people were worried about in a group of, the you know, in the neighborhood. That's I just think people more. I wish everyone could experience that. I just wish if the whole country experienced some sort of a block party like that, it, it would help us feel closer and tighter together. Because this whole social media thing is making people feel like they're not like they're all alone. Yeah. And, 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 and last night was absolute proof that I can look down my street and point out, you know, out of the 10 or whatever houses down my street, I can point out six or eight people who showed up in person and said, shook my hand and said it was glad they were happy to see me and they love hearing my son run around screaming and laughing like that's a different view than just locked in your house gosh i'm scared to go out don't want to go to the championship game could catch the rona let me just sit on my my phone and order uber eats and get somebody to bring it to me so it's just every day the more i experience being around the other peoples almost like what god told us to do what was jesus talking about was he talking about Set it. <laughs> thou shalt sit at your house and make Zoom calls, and try to proselytize people through Twitter. He was he, 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 no, he didn't say that. Either. Well, you must win all of your Twitter arguments there. <laughs> no, no. What did he say? Let the children come to me, but don't stop them. Everybody should be like children and get together. And you know, he had mass gatherings, super spreader events, so to speak, where they had fish and bread. Yeah, <laughs> and. You know, not to take us off topic there, but if you watch... It's okay. I think we've rambled long enough. If you watch the Ice Age Farmer posts on the food supply lately, uh, we might need some miraculous occurrences with bread and fish to to get <laughs> us through the the future. But or at Ice least, Age uh, Farmer's talking about the coming, coming food shortage. Yeah, it's a good channel. I don't know if we've talked about his... YouTube channel on on our podcast very much, but I think uh, the crossover between James Court, the Court Report, and our show. Yeah, he the nice age yeah. put most of our listeners in touch with him. Yep. So that's I would recommend. It's you know very fact based, not like I heard from my anonymous government source that we're all gonna die next Tuesday. So yeah. But anyway. So, and 
he he talks about the overall agenda of and it's not just in the US but of trying to eliminate the small independent farmer and rancher and just all the stuff that's going in to discourage people from you know having a few chickens having a few pigs growing some vegetables uh it's a <laughs> they're purposefully making that as tough as possible and as we've talked about on on this show before the reason is they know you don't want the synthetic uh meat you know they they know you don't want the the soy-based garbage uh but if that's the only option, they figure you'll you'll buy it at that point. So, so I think we can we can wrap up my ramble real quick. Yeah. Let me just touch base on uh, on a thread I left open there. I, I was calling it the wrong thing. This is National Night Out. The link will be in the show notes. Natw.org. But together we are making communities safer, more caring places to live. A national community building campaign that promotes police community partnerships. So the police officer stops by and, you know, gave out stickers and talked to everybody about their concerns and talked about what they were seeing and how our area is different than the Seattle area and whatnot. Uh, um, but, yeah, kind of kind of cool. It looks like it's sponsored by uh, Ring. Ring <laughs> a- yeah, Ring, AT&T and Starbucks. That's great. Oh, for, I mean, first. Yeah, first nut. That's first nut. Well, it's it's technically AT and T is the vendor for FirstNet, but right, it doesn't necessarily mean that that is a bad thing just because Ring has something to do with it. It was just like, hey, come out and you know get to know the the police officers as they swing by. Police officers stop by, no masks on, and everything was great. It was a fun experience. I encourage everyone to uh, to do it, and and I guess there's actually now that I look it all up, there is a nest a national night out coming up in September as well. So. You know, just get to know your neighbors, even if it's not that way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even if it's not through the National Night Out, sponsored by Ring and Starbucks. What did Jesus say? Something about, what did he, what did he say? <laughs> love love your neighbors? What did he yeah, say? That's oh, a good idea. That's interesting. Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder if he was literal about that. Or was that just a, just a yeah, suggestion? If you, if you know them, they will be less likely to attack you to steal your food. So... <laughs> There's selfish reasons for it too. Andrew's Andrew has the uh, <laughs> marauders coming through. I, I had uh, on the brain. One guy telling me like, "Oh no, I I don't have storable food. I have guns. If if I have guns, I can get food." <laughs> I mean, that's not untrue. I've actually heard people say, "If you have storable food and no guns, all you're doing is storing up food, for <laughs> storing others. it for someone else." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So anyway. Well, anyway crazy state of the world it was great to see i i think uh, if you take away the social media most people just aren't buying it it's just that we're in this like accelerated campaign where everyone thinks that it's worse than it is yeah so i i was looking at the numbers and there's about a 17 million person gap between fully vaccinated which is just mm-hmm. under 50 percent and having received at least one dose. Now, if I'm sure some of those people, some of those 17 million, are planning to get a second dose, but not all of them. Sure. So 
if you're looking for how many people have actually had negative side effects, uh, some number between, I don't know, half that number and most of that 17 million, I would say had something bad happen with the first vaccine and decided not to get the second. You do see that fairly common. I think, is it Eric Clapton, one of those people? No, he got both. He got both. Okay. And he's also not. I was talking about the U.S. numbers, but yeah, that's. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a good point. He's in England. That's a good point. Yeah, well, in in uh, you know the craziness continues. I I'm I'm no yet another person, um, who has succumbed to getting the vaccine because their family said they wouldn't hang out with them unless they got. So, it. so let's talk about because, um, we'll say fake mandates with real consequences here. So one of our uh hypotheses on this show is that they're not really mandating the vaccine they're just pretending to mandate the vaccine and they are hyping up um new york city you know okay you're gonna need the vaccine to do xyz there's and then there are uh twitter posts and i i've seen these both in the wild and then collected uh from apparent bot accounts that are like well i lost my job for not getting vaccinated today so it begins and there's there's been a lot of the different twitter campaigns but this one's interesting because it seems negative about the vaccine but it's actually trying to push people to get the vaccine does that make sense yeah 100 like the message is you will lose your job probably tomorrow if if you don't get vaccinated and it's it's phony you know i've yes. there are a lot of companies that are are mandating it but they you know i i've yet to hear the actual people getting fired other than that hospital was it in houston right they did lay people off so the the gulf between people mandated to get the vaccine and people getting fired for not getting the vaccine is huge. Yes. There's a huge number of people. And the reason for that is they just want you to give in and get the vaccine. That's the goal. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't fight it. Um, I have heard the, uh, that there is more success applying for the religious, uh, waiver than medical exemption like they're just shutting down medical exemptions uh because you know the vaccine's so safe and effective and they know you know what can i don't know if they're shutting i don't know if they're shutting down medical exemptions um i i I think that you have to have a doctor sign off on the medical exemption which is extremely hard to get but uh, yeah that, that could i'm yeah i'm not saying necessarily but it i have heard that uh, religious the religious exemption because he, you're not you don't have to like prove anything right it's right. you don't have to they cannot make you say like like oh it only counts if you're part of a church it's like well no it's a your first amendment religious belief you know if you don't like using if you don't think aborted babies should be a product in something that's injected into your body, 
you've got the basis for a religious exemption from this vaccine. If you think it is wrong to uh, poison yourself, you've got, you know, morally wrong to poison yourself and that you could uh, poison others. You've got a reason for for a religious exemption from the vaccine. Now, should we fight the mandates like you know, saying it shouldn't be mandated for it. You shouldn't have to go through the exemption. I think definitely. Um, but before you get to the point of quitting your job because you, they say the vaccine is going to be mandated, um, you know, definitely try the exemption and make them actually fire you. And there, there was a great email on the No Agenda podcast where the guy said, they sent out a mandatory survey where you had to say whether you were vaccinated or, or not. And he said, I, I'm just not going to take the survey. You know, this is my line in the sand. If they fire me, they fire me. Uh, that's it. And I, everybody's got to determine that for themselves. You know, where is your line in the sand? Uh, I certainly hope it's somewhere this side of letting them in, inject this poison into you. Absolutely. And remember that uh, when it comes down to it, it you know, if, if that's the tyranny that you're going to have at your workplace, it's probably better not to work there. You're setting up a, a weird precedent. And I think that's the whole point of this, the entire thing. Even if none of these vaccines are harmful, which I think is definitely hardly possible, um, but let's just say that, you know, they aren't harmful at all and it's all just a big ruse. I think it's the, the the idea here is to set the precedent that you don't yep. have control over your own body, that you don't have the wherewithal to say, because you're just too stupid to understand what, what needs to be done and what you need to do and what you don't need to do. So therefore, we're going to have to show you this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to make you do it. That's the deal is the precedent. And, and that's a, that's a separate issue from all the, uh, the the vaccine silliness that's happening and the side effects of it. And yet another in a completely third separate issue of just why do you need a vaccine for something that's so easy to survive? Yeah. Everyone who died last year had some sort of crazy comorbidity. Well, let's but, talk about the but let's talk again, about the crazy amount of overweight and uh, out of shape people in this country and how they were going to die of something soon anyway, if it wasn't that. So you have you know three separate issues and three different reasons to kind of avoid it. Yeah, but at I think the absolute strongest is just like I have the freedom not to have that injected into my body, and that's the end of the story. Because they can always come up with a scarier bioweapon, right? Sure, right. Or they can theoretically come up with a safer vaccine. Right. You know, they they could have just done saline injections through this whole thing and no one had any side effects. And I would still say you still can't you still have to fight the making making it mandatory because once that mechanism is in place, once the vaccine passports in place, we're in trouble, you know, absolutely. Uh, but the. So just as an example, the Walmart statement, I threw it in here. Uh, so the headline is, you know, Walmart mandates vaccines for all employees. If you read it, it says right in there, unless they have an approved exception. <laughs> yeah. So if they want you to just read the headline. That's what most people read. Yeah. It. Yeah. And it's a virtue signal thing. Uh, if you look at the Axios tweet listed, all the big corporations that 
are mandating the vaccine. Uh, let's pull it up here. Where's it at? I guess it was further down. Um, Convenient list of companies to boycott. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead and click on that. Here are the companies requiring workers to get vaccinated. Google, Facebook, Netflix, Walmart, BlackRock, which, by the way, I mean, has it ever been more evident that BlackRock is the uh, the current power in the uh, Illuminati <laughs> structure right now? Yeah. Morgan Stanley, Saks Fifth Avenue, The Washington Post, Wapple, 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 Ascension Health, Lyft, Uber, Twitter, and the Walt Disney Corporation. Which includes ESPN. And uh, so, yeah, that's a good boycott list. Um, I was kind of already boycotting most of those companies for other reasons, but uh, that's a, a handy list. I did cancel my ESPN Plus subscription. That was the last the last piece of ESPN slash Disney. So that was and I told them that was the reason, you know, they send you the survey like, why are you canceling our wonderful service and i said you the employee and contractor uh vaccine mandate so that's uh, good for you i uh yeah yeah that's a vote with your dollars it's a, it's a good way to go and okay. at the, you know i keep an eye out because i'm sure it'll happen i already saw it happening in the comments of that tweet when they're because the media will start going off going after companies that aren't mandating the vaccination right the quote vaccination so keep an eye out for companies that take a stand for freedom and and support them so yeah i mean what if i told you andrew that if you turned off your television and your social media you wouldn't even see half of this stuff and you wouldn't know that it was actually happening yeah, because in real life, it's not actually happening. Yeah, <laughs> some of this stuff is, is 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 really actually getting to people in real life. But these arguments, these bots that I mean, the perfect example is that, oh, just got fired for not getting the vax. So it begins. Yep. And it's a and it's a supposed, you know, template tweet where you got all these different bots all, all everywhere that are that are saying the same thing, you know. Social media is full of these bots. Half the people you're arguing with aren't real people. They're not real. It's bots. And we talked about this. We covered it on the show five years ago. Mm-hmm. The Department of Defense was actually using, you know, military people to log in. And I mean, I, I bet you I can find the article from forever ago. Anyway, it's just these people. It's not real. It's not well, real. Do, just do you want to play that? You want to play that clip you had pulled up? This one? Yeah, play it because I think we're wrong, and here's why you should get the COVID-19 vaccine. Wait. Might be the best summer. Is this the one here? This one here? That one. Did you get the vaccine? No. Why? Why didn't you get it? What if you catch COVID? The vaccine doesn't stop you from catching COVID. Why are you being so selfish? What if you catch it and give it to me? But you've been vaccinated. Yeah, but you can still give it to me. What's the vaccine for then? It'll stop you from getting really sick and dying if you catch it. So if I catch it and give it to you, but you've already had the vaccine, it'll still stop you from getting really sick and dying. Exactly. That's why you should get it. That's why I should get it. 
but you got it already. But if you catch it, you could get sick and die. So by not getting the vaccine, the only person I'm putting at risk is myself of getting sick and dying. No, you're putting me at risk. Didn't you already get the vaccine so you won't get sick and die, even if I gave it to you? But you could give it to someone who can't be vaccinated. But so could someone who's been vaccinated because the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID. Just do it, okay? It's the right thing. <laughs> yeah. It, spot the lie. Yeah. <laughs> spot yeah. what? Spot what's not actually being said or been said recently. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's just bizarre how the the double thing happens. It just, uh, I don't know. It, and it, the more evidence uh, Barons, Alex Berenson's been putting stuff out of showing the Israel data is not good. I mean, these these vaccines are not whatever effectiveness appeared. And he makes a great point about, you know, they appear effective because uh, the unvaccinated people like in Israel were the people too sick to get the vaccine. So, of course, you're going to have better health outcomes with the vaccinated than the unvaccinated without the vaccine doing anything in the short term. Right. Um, But now the numbers of the vaccinated getting COVID are skyrocketing. I mean, there is really, really scant evidence that this thing prevents you like does anything good whatsoever like there's the the problems the problems are certainly there and we've talked a lot about them but there's no convincing evidence that these things help whatsoever yeah the only thing it helps is it it gets people to uh the only thing that helps is it, it, it. There's immense social pressure on everyone to get it right now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So you that that feeling of euphoria because you know you did your part. You let them inject you. <laughs> I guess right. I don't. I don't know. So I did not realize that you had already seen this and tweeted it out on the Revelations Radio News thing. But there is an epic uh, polio thread. And it's in, we tweeted it out again because I put it in this folder and it got automatically tweeted out. Uh, Much more detailed than I knew about polio. Like I knew the polio vaccine was a a scam, uh, but I didn't realize like how obvious of a scam it was. And this, it's important now because polio is like, for whatever reason, that's like the good vaccine. Like when you're like questioning the COVID-19 vaccine, they're like, well, no one, no one, no one's in an iron lung anymore. Polio. Yeah. And no one's in an iron lung. Let's, let's pull it up here. And in the, while I'm pulling that up, I also threw a, (laughs) a scarlet fever chart in there, which looks exactly like all the other infectious disease charts, uh, with the major difference being there was never a vaccine for scarlet fever, and yet it mm. went away. Hmm, amazing. Almost like there's other factors besides vaccines. Uh, let me pull this up here. So Forrest uh, Maridi, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but he 
the book that he wrote on the subject is The Moth in the Iron Lung. I haven't read it, but I'd like to. It sounds very interesting. Uh, I'll just I'll read a few of them. I'll kind of skip around in here. But uh, number one, the polio story, as you learned it, is wrong. It's one of the most misunderstood sequence of events in the last 200 years. I wanted to explain a few things about the disease to help people understand what actually actually happened. The first modern account of something resembling polio was in 1789. A physician named Michael Underwood described an illness in children he called debility of the lower extremities. He attributed it to teething and foul bowels. Okay, So we skip forward a, a few years. Uh, various stories appeared throughout the 1800s of children coming down with paralysis almost always in their legs. Many people called it teething paralysis, but others settled on infantile paralysis. This was a new phenomenon. Doctors had never seen it before and didn't know why it was happening. Research began to reveal that the cause of the paralysis were lesions on the gray part of the spinal cord. If you developed a lesion on your spinal cord, they called this a poliomyelitis. Polio equals gray. Myelitis equals inflammation of the spinal cord. A poliomyelitis was a lesion on your spinal cord. You could have more than one of them but they didn't know why children had begun developing them seemingly out of nowhere. Scientists conducted research on animals by purposefully poisoning them with arsenic, an ingredient of popular medical remedies of the time. The result? Paralysis in their hind legs. When they did autopsies of the animals, they discovered lesions on their spinal cord. The animals had what they called poliomyelitis. During the 1800s, the most common medical treatments for any sickness contained mercury in order to Quote, clear the bowels. Infants received mercury-containing teething powder. How sick is that, huh? Uh, mercury-containing teething powder. This wasn't a fringe treatment, but something as common as Tylenol might be considered today. If the metal arsenic was known to cause poliomyelitis, then perhaps so could mercury. So we'll skip forward uh in 1892, a new pesticide was invented called lead arsenate uh, in order to combat the gypsy moth. Like it combined lead and arsenic together because it couldn't be easily be washed off. And what do you know? This poliomyelitis popped up where they were using this pesticide. So again, we, we skip forward, and then there was... Something called uh, Coke, spelled like the Coke brothers, Coke's postulates that said that uh, there's a single causative microbe for every disease. Hmm. And he says this is true for cholera, typhoid fever, diphtheria. But he's saying it absolutely was not true for poliomyelitis. But it caused scientists and doctors to start looking for the one thing that caused poliomyelitis instead of looking at other factors like, you know, arsenic, lead, mercury. Um, so they eventually said, oh, it's poliovirus. That must be, it must be a virus that's causing poliomyelitis. Okay. And then... Uh, we'll skip forward again to DDT. 
And this uh, DDT was thought to be so safe and wonderful that parents were literally spraying it directly onto their kids. Okay. And it was sprayed everywhere. It's the wonderful new invention. And coincidentally, polio is exploding. And this is after the polio vaccine had already been invented and used. It did nothing to stop polio. So then they figure out DDT is bad. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, these heavy metals might be bad. And so once they stop using that, all of a sudden, polio goes away. Had nothing to do with the polio vaccine. Uh, everything to do with with toxins and stuff that was getting sprayed on food and sprayed directly on kids and given to teething babies and and everything else and and the mechanism was that it basically worked to you know work through the intestine right at the spinal cord which in infants and small children is those two locations are very very close together uh, as you get older your spinal cord gets longer and it's not as close together but you know intest it was definitely linked to these poisons in the intestines so you had the jonas salk vaccine which did absolutely nothing nothing good um other than you know it the bad things it did, we we know about the cancer viruses and what have you that were crammed in there, uh, but did absolutely nothing to stop polio. Then the the newer polio vaccine, does, it, it is effective against the polio virus, but the issue is the polio virus is not causing the symptoms, the really bad symptoms of polio. Uh, it's this other stuff, and in fact, the vaccine can even cause those things. That's why they've got the, you know, polio-like illness from kids in India that had the vaccine. Now they're paralyzed. Um, so there was the polio virus, but a couple other viruses that went in combination with this heavy metal poisoning um, would cause the paralysis. I, I don't know. I thought that was a great, great thread. Um, at least read through the Twitter thread, if, even if you don't have time for the whole book. Yes, yes, absolutely. That was, uh, it, it seems that the, even the groundwork, the basis for, you know, mass va vaccination is, uh, shady at best and, yeah. uh, completely kind That's of why uh, made up in a lot of ways. Yeah, I I am anti-vax. Like, show me the good vaccine, please. Show me, show me the vaccine that's actually safe and effective. You know, because it, everyone points to polio, and <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that is not the example you want to stick with. Got another uh, Twitter, got another Twitter uh, post that keeps popping up. <laughs> Yesterday, my nearly five-month-old baby was admitted to to the to hospital with covid nothing can prepare you for this there's no excuse to not get your vaccination just bloody do it if you haven't no individual or baby deserves this pain hashtag covid19 hashtag covid vaccination um that's from emma dixon on twitter 
or Misfits on Twitter said, Yesterday, my nearly five-month-old beautiful baby boy was admitted to hospital with COVID. Nothing can prepare you for this. There is no excuse to get your vaccination. Just bloody do it if you haven't. No individual or baby deserves this pain. Hashtag COVID-19. Hashtag COVID vaccine. Does that sound wow. familiar? How, oh, man. These people are so lazy. How about from Laza Fox? Yesterday, my nearly five-month-old baby boy was admitted to hospital with COVID. Or the list goes on and on. Yes, wow. they're lazy. They're, mili- they're government workers sitting at a desk. They're copying, pasting. Copying, they're pasting. using. Yep, they're using all of their uh, their different profiles to uh, to keep this Boost thing each going. Each other's up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's misfits. Heidi Summer. In uh, yeah, bunch just a bunch of people. So I, I, again, I just want everyone to know they're not real. They're not real. The yeah, stuff they're, you're seeing on TV and, and, and on the internet is did, not real. Did we even talk about that uh, Facebook post that got national national news coverage over and over again? National news coverage of the doctor who said, oh, I've got all these young COVID patients and they say they wish it, they would give me the yeah, vaccine. We didn't and I say that. It's that was, not, that was too late. Thing. Yeah, it's too late. And it, of course, it turns out totally bogus. That person does not exist. Meanwhile, that was upvoted to oblivion on Reddit, given all kinds of awards. And people are like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. It's like the uh, truth doesn't determine truth like content determines whether it's considered true or not true or misinformation. So if it's pro-vax, even if it's not true, it is not misinformation. If it is anti-vax, even if it is 100% accurate, it is misinformation just because it's anti-vax information. I mean, that seems so. that seems like legitimate. I mean, I don't understand what your question is here. <laughs> I don't know. So it's... It, Speaking there, of there was Reddit a, posts... Th- this other version, is a, the one you just pointed out with the five-month-old baby, that is a... That's a new one to me. But the uh, my boyfriend says his... You know, his oh, I, sh- I should have got the vaccine, you know, right before he died. This repeated over and over again. And the story gets reported the same way. A woman says her fiance texted her. It's like you as a reporter cannot even say, can I see the phone? Can I see the text? So that you could at least say the text message from, you know. This person did say this? No, you <laughs> you can't even be bothered to verify any part of the story whatsoever. Well, that's Much because less calling the hospital saying, do you have a patient that matches this description? That's because advertising has infected the entire internet. Yeah. Completely infected it. And so they don't have to. Because mainly what they're going for is... Clicks. clicks. They need clicks, baby. Clicks is money. Clicks is more ads. Clicks is what the internet runs on. So, boom, people want to hear. All these people who are vaccinated want to hear. Unvaccinated people wish they got the vax, and they're dying. Turns <laughs> out you're not wrong for having got it. They're wrong, and here's a way you can rub it in their face as they die. Click yeah. here. Oh, cool. Click here. Oh, yeah, that guy's an idiot. Oh, my gosh, he didn't get it. So, 
Ray. I just can't believe it. I got it, and you got it, and we got it. It's just everybody should just get it, or else they could just die. And if they die, it'll be better. And it brings oh. all the clicks. This works on the other side, by the way. <laughs> when it's an anti-vax type story, and all of us click into it, it does drive revenue. It does drive stuff mm-hmm. into you know, other people's coffers, because that's how this whole machine works. If you're just basing everything off of clicks, you can get them. You just need to to uh, to title your 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 headline correctly and you will get those clicks. So well, it's just that, another example of a, of advertising infecting every aspect of Internet life, which, again, I can't stress this enough. It's not real life, and not real life. That's why the well, I lost my job today for not getting the vax posts are are interesting right because those are getting reactions yep and um i will say it didn't take very long for people to figure out that they were coming from bots um but definitely you know your initial reaction when you see that it's like oh no man you're getting fired up so it begins stay strong so it begins Mm, yeah interesting so a couple of things. First, first off, I want to thank a couple of producers, and we could do that extremely fast because we don't have advertisers that infect this show because <laughs> we don't take any advertisements. We only take people who produce the show. They send us money. They send us their time, their talent, their treasure, and they support the show that way. So we're asking for people to take a look at what you are getting from this show. And, you know, you canceled your ESPN Plus subscription. How much was that per month? Six bucks. Six bucks. Five ninety nine. Six ninety nine. So if five ninety nine was the number that you're paying for ESPN plus and you're no longer getting that value from them, you could give it to our podcast. You can go ahead and send it to our podcast, or Andrew could send it to other podcasts that you find to be helpful and more helpful probably than ESPN plus was. That's all we're asking is that people think about what they get out of this show, how much it's worth to them, and please send that amount to us. This week, we only have two producers for our show. This is Revelations Radio News episode 240. No, gosh, I skipped all kinds of numbers. This is Revelations Radio News episode 238. And we have two producers, the uh, Benevolent, the, 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 the Danny from Medford, Oregon, is one of the producers. And the other producer with a post office box uh, donation is Luke who sent us uh, $5 through Thank the you, post Luke. office box through a subscription. So Luke here is sending a subscription. It's one of these checks that just comes automatically, and it's for $5. So he may have canceled some sort of subscription that was no longer giving him value, and he's sending us $5 a month. Meanwhile, Danny's still supporting us pretty strong with his uh, customary $50 a week. Thank you very much for that, Danny. Thank you, Dan. Um, yes. I, I think we – so we need a, we need a term – you know, we're not going to rip off no agenda totally. Right. Like, yeah, I, th- I think you're so right. I, I think you're right. You I know, know where you're going, and I agree. It's tough. So I, I'm just I'm just throwing this. I'm throwing okay, this out good. there. This is for consideration. Mm-hmm. Barrow Knight. What? <laughs> what is this? Barrow Knight. Barrow. I don't know. I don't even know what this is. So I don't know if I like it. Okay. What, what's a Barrow Knight? There. Well, it's kind of like, like someone was complaining about the baronet term mm-hmm. on no agenda being sounding too feminine. So I said, Barrow Knights is very masculine. 
we do need to come up with a, like a certain level. I think Danny can submit any of the requests of what yeah, he, he thinks. Yeah, he can create. It can it can like, be the literally Danny's whatever Danny thinks it should be called. Yeah, based off of whether or not we approve it, could be our kind of our donation. Uh, once you reach that limit, then you get, you get that title. So you know, I don't know. Danny might come back with something crazy like helicopter mechanic or something. <laughs> So it has to has to work for for all of us, but uh, it would be cool if uh, we get we come up with that name uh, moving forward. Thank you to you guys both who produced the show, and we finally got an email, and I I wanted to share this with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something in the messenger box there on the Skype, Andrew. I want you to Google that name there, uh, or Nevo Neva it or DuckDuckGo it, whatever you're doing these days, and I'll okay. read this email that we got. Uh, when you go, when you, whatever, however you search that, you want to look at the images. Oh, and we can't read this email on the podcast. Never mind. <laughs> but that person sent us something and they are happy to maybe create us some art. Um, and we just need to kind of get our, our vision to them and they will help us out. So. Oh, very cool. To, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. We have a, a person listening to the show who is uh, very, very international. So. Uh, another another listener requested that we you know change up the uh, the family farm from you know GMO to non-GMO uh, incrementally over the next couple of years. I appreciate that uh, suggestion. I think if I had more control over it, I could suggest it, but it is not really my call at all to even give feedback on. It was more just kind of understanding a new story. Um, but it's it's definitely something that's a bit out of my hands. So. Um, I would like to uh, thank you I, for that. I wish you had a family farm. That'd be awesome. But. Yeah, if our family did have a farm, we could figure figure it out. But that is that is not my farm, and I don't have very much ability to uh, to change all that. So thank you guys again. Any any donations over twenty five dollars to get you a free copy of Andrew's book. I think it's forty dollars if you're going to go international. Uh, we did finally get Nancy's email or Nancy's book out. So we, I think there was yes. a couple people in the back office that were fired over that ordeal. So yes. we apologize. We, uh, we cleaned house. To, yeah, Andrew let him go. House. Yeah. So, so there, that that will no longer happen again. So you guys can donate any way you want. Go to the go to eugenicswars.com and you can donate via PayPal, PO box, or Bitcoin, or XRP, or I think there's other like coin or some other cryptocurrency on there if you'd like a different cryptocurrency you could always email us we also do take prayers please pray for us i think that andrew and i sometimes are under spiritual attack just for this weird little show that we do being helpful to others can encourage uh, just kind of a weird attack so please pray for us uh, send us any art musical clips uh, i have a musical clip i have yet to produce that we've uh, had sent to us by a listener so thank you for your patience on that sir and i will get to work on that soon and uh yeah thank you uh danny and uh, luke for producing this show and uh let's get some more producers for the following show and, and if, that'll be go ahead i was just gonna say if someone wants to set us up on podcasting 2.0 with one of those awesome value for value app deals that would be Slash some satoshis that would be very cool but uh with my level of technical acuity and tim's uh amount of time that he's got it's probably not going to happen without someone else jumping in so (laughs) 
That is very true. I probably should spend some time at when maybe when I'm at work or something looking into it, see if I can figure out how to get it done. I think you have to set up a, a server and a wallet and such stuff like that. So uh, not too hard, but probably can can be done. So thank you, everyone who produced the show. Let's uh, see if we can get some more people to possibly produce the next show. Let's move forward. We had a couple of clips that we wanted to play in this show, and I think the first one starts with uh, who are the fact checkers? Who pays the fact checkers? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Facebook's independent fact checker may not be so independent after all. A U.S. congressman has questioned the impartiality of factcheck.org, which is supposed to tackle vaccine disinformation because it's indirectly funded by jab manufacturer Johnson & Johnson. Who pays the paychecks of the fact checkers? The vaccine fact checkers at factcheck.org, who claim to be independent, are funded by an organization that holds over $1.8 billion of stocks in a vaccine company and is run by a former director of the Centers for Disease Control. The fact-checking account responded to the accusations by making clear its funding sources. The Robert Wood Johnson Foundation is one of the benefactors and holds billions in Johnson & Johnson stock. The foundation's CEO is Richard Besser, who was a former acting director of the Center for Disease Control. But factcheck.org claims there's no interference in its editorial decisions and the foundation's views aren't necessarily reflected in its decisions. But author and liberal studies expert Michael Rechtenwald believes such connections pose risks to the public. This is absolute collusion on the part of uh, vaccine manufacturers having funding the uh, fact checkers on social media. So we're actually getting to the point where people's lives are being endangered. We've lost all confidence in the social media and our mainstream media entirely. Anything that comes into contradiction with the leftist agenda is deemed misinformation. People are now not able to get information about what's best for their health, including the detriments of the vaccine. That's a problem. Yeah. Doesn't seem yeah. like a very... Uh... <laughs> and this is, you know, not the first occurrence of this being pointed out. You know, and this, this goes clear back to Edward Bernays and setting up fake, well, not fake, but industry-funded uh, organizations disguised as kind of third-party independent experts to declare your product is great, right? This is a, another version of that. And it's this is how propaganda and public relations is, you know, this is the high-level stuff. The <laughs> the really obvious de Blasio, like, I am telling you this because I want you to get the vaccine. I want you to think hamburger when you think of the vaccine. You know, that's like, it, he thinks he's dealing with children or, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, I, uh, I've not, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, a real thing. I've noticed that yeah. for sure. There are many, 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 uh, politicians who over this last year have decided that they're speaking directly to children yeah. and it's 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 kind of mind-blowing really it's and it's insulting that they don't even you know have the respect for you that they think they need to make an argument for why you should do something a fact-based argument no let's just i'm trying to associate hamburger with vaccine 
Like, it, you know, you're not supposed to just spell it out like that. That's not how this this works. I don't know. We we don't even have good propaganda propagandists and and really high level deceptive politicians anymore. They're just dumb. And and they think that we're dumb. D- dumb propaganda for dumb people. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the issue, right? I think a, a lot of this is a uh, a campaign to just to to, to demoralize. Yeah. It just it just people are just tired. They're just tired. I've seen post after post of people. Are you mad about the unvaccinated? And most, you know, some some people say, oh yeah, I'm so mad at the unvaccinated. But a lot of people just say, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired. And I think that's so true. I mean, this is where we are. It, on the one hand, it's like, oh, just get vaccinated so you could stop hearing this and go back to normal. But then at the same time, you're supposed to be so mad at the unvaccinated that they're a despicable person and you hate them. Yeah, it's it's contradictory <laughs> and uh, and confusing. And people are, you know, and propaganda is supposed to be confusing. I mean, that's that is a hallmark of propaganda is that where you get so much contradictory information, you just give up and then say, fine, I'll do what you want me to do. And that's uh, where everyone is. I mean, that's yeah. that's 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 where we are now. I'll fine. I'll do what you want me to do. Not because they're okay. actually convinced, but like, fine, I just I'm sick of it. I'll if this will make it go away, then I'll do it. But hey. That's not what's going to make it go away. Like there's no there's no way out from this by compliance. We cannot comply or, you know, we cannot comply our way through this. This will be resisted. We will get exactly how much of this that we put up with. Absolutely. If they can get away with full full vaccine mandates and you can't even go to a grocery store to buy food for your family without being vaccinated, they will do it found this post on the internet i wanted to read it yeah they want you to feel like you don't have a choice this is the last push they want you to dr- and then they'll drop the facade don't waver i am watching everything get ramped up big companies mandating shots for employees new york city mandating the shot for anyone who wants to enjoy a restaurant or any sort of social activity this is what we call a hard bluff this is their last attempt to stick you with something permanent and irreversible that is so obviously being disputed hold your ground they will either drop these efforts when we still won't comply or there will be a big rebellion and civil war. But the solution is not to metaphorically bend over and take it. I want to have I want to have children someday. I'm not chancing my reproductive health for anything or anyone, especially not the lady, not not the shady government who apparently loves to silence everyone. They seem like the good guys. So, yeah. If you think that this is making you nervous and starting to panic, maybe you're just rethinking your stance on COVID vaccine. Don't. It's a bluff. This will never be my America. Don't let it be yours or your France or your Germany or your Australia or wherever in the world you are. Excellent post. Who's that from? Uh, It was just a a random post on a forum that I came across. I I copied it and and threw it in there. I think it's a, a great point and it's, it's, it goes. It lends more to the idea that these people aren't real. This is the last big push. They're, and mm-hmm. that, that's all they're pushed. I haven't heard. I haven't talked to a single person recently uh, who has gotten the vaccine because they were really scared about the COVID. They more or less got it because they. 
I wanted to do my part. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, did, I want to be able, did I anyone wanna be at, able to, tra- I want to be able to travel. Were, was anyone at work my, surprised that you could fly without being vaccinated? Um, no, no. I think most of those, uh, no, no, I don't think so. I think most of those people understood, but, but of course I attended a large gathering. So they all asked if I got the Rona. So, mm, yeah, but I think they were, but not surprised that's they able to fly. This is, this was an earlier version of this same bluff. Like you won't be able to fly if you're not vaccinated, you won't be, you know, and now it's, Oh, you won't be able to go to a restaurant. Don't you want to go to a restaurant? You won't be able to go to a football game if you're not vaccinated. You know, the, all these stories and they're, they are bluffing. They need. They need a lot more than what they got yeah. to pull this off. Dearest it, NFL, it, it, it has yeah. been a fortnight since I have viewed you. <laughs> I will not be attending any of your games ever again. Nor will anyone who I know who is a fan of your product, as long as there are vaccination requirements in place. Period. I am not sure if I have ever seen someone try as hard as you to alienate your entire fan base (laughs) after stating that you are gay and that you will require vaccines. (laughs) I suggest you check the American middle class, predominantly white, but also heavily African-American viewers who watch this program and to get do a little bit of research, not into the wokesters in Twitter and Silicon Valley, but into the actual middle of America family man's values that watches your program each Sunday. Upon doing so, you will see that you have, in fact, made a drastic mistake. I will not wait for your return in this letter, nor will I be watching your program to see if you change anything. Sincerely, someone who has watched you for over 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about where I'm at, for sure. <laughs> you know, that's... Is this a joke? I mean, I love, fo- I this, love football, and I, <laughs> I, like, as of now, I have no, like, TV way of watching football, and, you know, my... football. There's always more football, but (laughs) they've ruined, they found a way to ruin football. I mean, come on. Well, so, so let's talk about this a little bit because (laughs) I, I don't know that this is a podcast that would do football predictions in in the January. Like we did playoff predictions. Yeah. We, so, well, (laughs) But we also talked about, we used to talk about how the NFL was used for kind of war propaganda stuff. You know, giant American flag, fighter jets, hoorah, yeah, join the military, fight for America. We're associating that with this, with your hometown football team. Um, And that the propaganda has shifted. And is this, as what you just read, is this accidental on their part? Are they really that stupid? possible but roger goodell never never came across as stupid to me evil yes stupid not so much i didn't read so, that i just made that up on the fly Hope we you made that up on the that was you should yeah i made that up on the fly that's not a post that was me writing. <laughs> that was a great yeah. rant i thought yeah. you were reading it no no i was fake writing with my hand too i like i it's like a character <laughs> took over me 
Yeah, that was nice. So, yeah. <laughs> but do you see a shift with the propaganda? Because I have never... Um, I've never seen cheering against American athletes at the Olympics before. Have you ever seen that? No. And in what context are you seeing cheering against American athletes? Are you uh, cheering, the cheering against the woke, like women's soccer team? Um, oh, I, I heard the, people talk about that today or a couple of days ago, the women's yeah. soccer team, everybody being on their knees, the uh, Pe- gymnast- people actively yeah are actively celebrating when the american team loses yes and did you see the uh the i'm sure it's it's everywhere the black american athlete the, the wrestler yep. yes the female wrestler yeah <laughs> and and she's america's you know, sweetheart overnight <laughs> yep conservative twitter because she's like i love america i love this place and i'm i'm blessed and god bless me to compete and yeah which is you know and she seemed very genuine she seemed she has like a infectious positive personality um so and people are like yeah that's what i want i'll cheer for that they don't want to cheer for megan rapino or whatever her name is or the basket men's basketball team or you know it's just but the, it's what, strange what, because what, it is what did the men's basketball team do well it's just the, the pro china stuff. i mean people it's part of people being done with the nba did lillard okay did lillard, lillard do anything i have no idea i haven't watched i i don't believe i've watched 10 seconds of the olympics so i don't I definitely haven't either. I, I don't but know, man. The two guys who love sports, who often talk about sports in this podcast, done with sports. Yeah. Can't, can't be good. Can't I, be good for, for their yeah, bottom. I, I and guess I, we're not I, your average Joes, but we're not far from them. I keep waiting for, because I, you know, I haven't declared like I will never watch football. This right. is not, you know, because I, I was an addict. Like I can't guarantee that. I was I was addicted to football. But I could say as of now I'm not really planning to watch football this season. So, yeah. I don't know. I agree. 100% agree. But, um okay, there's one article I want to get to cuz it you know I do think people should read into this. Actually uh, you want to play some of that Charles Hoffey clip? Which one's that? Dire warning from Dr. Charles Hoffey. Oh, sure, sure. Well, we always we always get the same. What show is this? On The whole thing is from Rumble, and it's just, I don't know. We always get whatever this dude's name is. We oh, always get. Well, you're thinking of Stu Peters, but this is not from Stu Peters. No, it's the same guy. That's the oh, McCullough it's, it's, clip. Right. Stu yeah. Peters. Isn't this Stu Peters? No. Yeah. No. You're pulling up the wrong... You're pulling up the McCullough clip. That right. I said Charles Hoffey. Okay. <laughs> but, yes. I. And there is a uh, Rumble Roku app. So, I, I do have Stu Peters on my 
Roku television. When the COVID vaccine is 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 injected into your arm, we now know that only 25% of it actually stays in your arm. And the other 75% is literally collected by your lymphatic system and fed into your circulation. So these little packages of messenger RNA, and by the way, in a single dose of a Moderna vaccine, there are 40 trillion messenger RNA molecules, 40 trillion that are injected into your arm. So three quarters of these are taken, connected by the lymphatics. They go into your bloodstream in these little packages that are designed to be absorbed into a cell. But obviously when something's in your circulation, the only cells that they can get absorbed into is the cells around your blood vessels. And the place where absorption happens is in the capillary networks. In other words, these are the the tiniest vessels where the blood slows right down. These are tiny, tiny vessels. So these little packages of genes are absorbed into the cells around the blood vessels at the vascular endothelium. The packages open, the genes are released, your body then gets to work reading these genes and manufacturing trillions and trillions of COVID spike proteins. Because even though you get 40 trillion genes, each gene can produce many, many COVID spike proteins. So, and the purpose of the spike proteins is that your body recognizes this as a foreign protein and will make antibodies against it so that you're then protected against COVID. That's the idea, but here's where the problem comes. In a virus, in a coronavirus, that spike protein becomes part of the viral capsule. In other words, around, it's part of like the cell wall around the virus called the viral capsule, But, but it's not in a virus, it's in your cells. So it therefore becomes part of the cell wall of your vascular endothelium, which means that these cells that line your blood vessels, which are supposed to be smooth so that your blood flows smoothly, now have these little spiky bits sticking out. So it is absolutely inevitable that blood clots will form because your blood platelets circulate around in your vessels. and, And the purpose of blood platelets is to, to, to detect a damaged vessel and block that vessel to stop bleeding. So when the platelet comes through the capillary, it suddenly hits all these little COVID spikes that are jutting into the inside of the vessel. It is absolutely inevitable that a blood clot will form to block that vessel. Oh. Now that's how platelets work. So, so, so just as could be is absolutely predicted to cause cancer because it's full of carcinogens these spike proteins will predictably cause blood clots because of well they're in your blood vessels it it is guaranteed what's that yeah that's a a good stopping point there you know i and we've talked on this podcast it's not this is the bad thing about the vaccine or this is the bad thing about the vaccine. No, no, no. It's lots of different things. You know, it's a wide ranging weapon system. And I wanted to read this article from fierce biotech, uh, which is an interesting resource. I, I, I'm on their email list now. Um, it's kind of, it's pro industry, but it's covering, stuff that (laughs) 
I don't know if they want a podcast like ours covering, but anyway. Um, and the article is an mRNA vaccine delivered in hydrogel shows promise as a durable cancer immunotherapy. And this is from February of this past year. Um, before mRNA vaccines became valuable preventive tools against COVID-19, scientists around the world were studying the technology's potential use in cancer therapeutics, but their success has, so far, been limited. Read nothing. Uh, now scientists at China's National Center for Nanoscience and Technology have developed a hydrogel to deliver an mRNA vaccine with an immune-stimulating adjuvant. When injected into mice with melanoma, the vaccine stayed active for at least 30 days, inhibiting tumor growth and preventing um, metastasis, according to results published in the American Chemical Society journal Nano Letters. Probably be a good journal to check out. Uh, the results showed that the hydrogel delivery system holds potential for helping mRNA vaccines achieve long-lasting anti-tumor effects as cancer immunotherapy. All right, so I'm going to skip down. The problem, it says the, pro well, I guess I got to connect it. In COVID-19, mRNA vaccines carry the genetic information that instructs the body to produce a specific viral protein to trigger the desired immune response. In cancer, the vaccines are typically designed to translate tumor-associated antigens so the immune system can recognize and eliminate the cancer. Problem is, RNA is very unstable, and mRNA vaccines must reach the lymph nodes to work. For its FDA-authorized COVID-19 shot, BioNTech, that's the Moderna, use small particles no, of it's fat. Not. Bio and Pfizer BioNTech is the Pfizer BioNTech. Okay, that's the Pfizer. Sorry, good catch. Uh, use small particles of fat known as lipid nanoparticles to protect the core mRNA information. The nanoparticles degrade and release the mRNA once they reach the target tissue. The mRNA itself also quickly degrades after protein translation. Now, that paragraph is an admission that, uh, first of all, it needs to reach the lymph nodes to work. Mm. Now, how does that match up with what the manufacturers told the regulators that this would all stay in your arm muscle. Yeah. It doesn't match at all. That that beginning of that clip you just played, he's saying now we know that only 25% stays in your arm muscle and the rest goes and ends up in your lymphatic system. Well, it has to get to your lymphatic system to work, according to this article. So that's obviously intentional. Um, I, you know, it makes you wonder why did they even claim that it stayed in your shoulder in the first place? And it, so that the safety impacts of going everywhere wouldn't be even looked at? Is that, I don't know. I, it's an open, open question. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, that it is interesting because vaccinations are supposed, I didn't really even know that until recently. The vaccinations are supposed to kind of stay localized in your arm. And not spread around the body. And we're seeing more and more. These are causing blood clots and issues all over the body, saying suggesting that this this at least some element of these vaccines, quote unquote vaccines, otherwise known as gene therapy, is spreading throughout the body. You know, with yeah. the, there's just there's just I mean and massive evidence of this with the 
you know, the period flow being affected by, you know, uh, the vaccine or uh, people having heart issues related to the vaccine or, you know, just their, you know, lymph nodes. Yeah, that was one of the big ones is lymph nodes and mm-hmm. inflating, really, really being yeah. overwhelmed. And that's, yeah, you, the so-called false positive breast cancer diagnosis where it's like, oh, yeah, don't uh, don't get checked for breast cancer because you will have swollen lymph nodes. That is normally a sign that you have breast cancer. Uh, so th- this black goes eye. on. This goes eye. on. Yeah. This goes on for, um, it's got another interesting tidbit in here. Uh, for that, I want, I want you to read a story, though, real quick. Well, let me, let me finish this one. Sure, sure. Yeah. That short immune en- engagement works to prevent COVID-19. Huh, huh, I'm sure it does. But in cancer treatment, a more long-lasting delivery of mRNA would be required to achieve stable therapeutic outcomes. In other words, to have it keep working, keep impacting your system. For that purpose, the NCNST team, that's the Chinese group there, designed a hydrogel with a graphene oxide mm-hmm. and low-weight polyethylenemine. I, I pronounced that wrong. But the graphene oxide can efficiently load drug substances thanks to its large surface area. And the polyethylenemine binds the mrna content for translation so right there they're talking about using graphene oxide but keep in mind that we are conspiracy theorists for playing that report where they talked about the appearance of graphene oxide from the Stu peters show the graphene oxide showing up in at least one batch of the pfizer vaccine so this is a substance that they're admitting they're using uh, for this purpose to make it more potent, more long-lasting, and yet you're crazy if you say they're using it now in this injection. Yeah, that's it, man. I mean, that's yeah. well, and and so off that, I have a few. I have a, uh, an article I'd like you to read, and it's in the it's in the folder there. It's called "The Future of Graphene and 5G." I know this has been yes. kind of your, your jam recently. Did you read that article? Yes, that was a great find. Let me let me pull that up here. Yeah, that's from April second, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Which, all this stuff, you. Yeah, you you found this one. Uh, Will at, at Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. Stay tuned for him next week. But he's gone back and found a bunch of stuff where they were talking about this. Yep. You know, all the nanotech people were talking about. Oh, this great graphene oxide stuff and iron oxide and oh it's great it can get right into the cell we can program the cells you're basically just software you know you're basically just a computer and we're living in the simulation you don't have to you don't have to worry about any of this stuff it's just, you're just a computer uh, so the future of graphene and 5g and this is from like a Grolltex graphene rolling technology so it's a company that makes this stuff right i mean that's that's how I read it. Um, at the February Mobile World Conference, and it's got a picture of like I, you know, iPhones with 5G logo, and that's that's the the pictures they're showing. So, um, 
The close connection between graphene and 5G technology was one of the main sources of attraction. Both have been featured prominently in the news recently as New Age Wonders, so it's only natural that then that the two would at some point combine force to produce some truly remarkable capabilities. That time appears to be in the very near future as considerable research has been underway on ways that the two could support each other for mutual benefit. Monolayer graphene has been commercially available for about the last decade, but it has already and has only been available for the last decade, but it has already made a powerful impact in the areas of high-speed photosensitivity farming applications, flexible photo detectors, medical diagnostics, and water purification processes. 5G, of course, has been hailed as the future of communications for several years and is considered to be the enabling technology for both both virtual reality and augmented reality. Some of the ongoing research has been related to finding ways that superconductive, flexible monolayer graphing could be used to support the needs of 5G technology to help finally achieve the breakthrough it needs. Graphene and 5G technology combined. 5G technology cannot simply be scaled up from previous technology to meet the demands of high-speed communications of the future. It needs an enabling technology. That's what we talked about. Like Sometimes what they're calling 5G isn't really 5G. It's souped-up 4G, but this you know, true 5G is a whole different deal. Millimeter wave stuff. Enter on, this, you, might, you might even just skip it to the future of graphene. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The versatility of graphene will become more and more evident in the next several years as graphene will be used in the manufacture of a wide range of superior products such as water desalination membranes, medical diagnostic devices, smartphone displays, stretchable electronics, advanced solar cells, and others. Graphene is clearly the wave of the future, and it will be fascinating to observe its ongoing development. Grolltex is the most advanced graphene producer in the U.S., through patented transfer and processing methods, we are able to produce single-layer graphene at a cost structure not previously known. There are currently more than 15,000 products under patent-pending status, which are based on graphene technology, and that number will most assuredly be growing in the coming few years. To acquire high-quality graphene sheets for sale or monolayer graphene, contact us with any questions you might have or to place an order. All right. Now so hit them up with your 15,000 15, products. Okay, okay. I got something for you. This is this will blow your mind. Go to grolltext.com. Just copy and paste grolltext.com in the uh, your search bar. Tell me when you're there. Like if I go to the home page, it should do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. You there? Yep. Scroll all the way to the bottom. What's some of our customers? Oh. Johnson and Johnson. Uh, <laughs> like first one. What yeah. in the world? <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. All right, skip that. Jump into your uh, your 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 uh, article from our friends at uh, Frankenskies. Well, do you want to play the do you want to play the graphene oxide in the chemtrails clip? Oh, it's a clip. Well, there we go. Yeah. Global climate engineering operations aren't just an insane and dangerous proposal. They're an ongoing lethal reality. The global controllers can and are spraying whatever they want into our skies. There's virtually no oversight, regulation, or enforcement to stop them. Only elaborate and well-funded cover-up efforts by the sold-out so-called climate science community and the criminal corporate media. 
In addition to highly toxic climate engineering elements like aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, and polymer fibers, which lab tests from all over the world prove are raining down through our breathable air column, there is the extremely toxic and controversial element, graphene. Is graphene also being dispersed into our skies as part of the ongoing global climate engineering operations? An examination of available science study is alarming. Volumes of available data and countless film footage captures confirm that covert climate intervention operations have been ongoing for over 75 years. Extensive testing conducted by geoengineeringwatch.org, both on the ground and in the air, have confirmed that at minimum, highly toxic climate engineering elements like aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, surfactants, and more are being dispersed by climate engineering aircraft in disguise all over the world. Geoengineeringwatch.org has now identified science studies that examine and promote the element of graphene for use as an artificial ice nucleation element. Processes of artificial ice nucleation for weather modification have long since been a primary component of the ongoing climate engineering operations, though even now, very few are aware of this aspect of climate engineering operations. You can kill Keep it going. if you want. No, Keep going good. or... Okay. No, that's good. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. You know, it's and it, we we need specialists like this guy. Dane Wigginton is the guy geoengineeringwatch.org, and that's like his thing, chemtrails, right? I mean, that's right. what he's looking at, and that's the big program. That's what they're doing to us. And then, you know, we look ma- mainly at the vaccines. There's people who look mainly at the vaccines and that's the big program that's what they're doing to us ice age farmers looking at the food supply food's the most important thing that's what they're messing with that's what they're doing to us and it's not that uh, anyone is wrong it's that they're doing all of it right i mean this is this is a coordinated agenda wide scale and they're they're finding the way to get the poison into you one way or the other so whether it uh, whether it's the uh, vaccines, which obviously we can not take those, whether the vaccines are spreadable, but now we're we're talking, uh, you know, chemtrails. How are you going to avoid chemtrails? You can't. You really can't. You know, and um, water filter would be a good idea. Um, there's some stuff you can do, and we talked last week about glyphosate and. It's all over in the, the food supply. So it, you know, it can make you, I guess, paranoid, and that's not what I'm trying to do. Um, but I I found this article, which included something that you had previously found. Um, oh. Asta, astaxanthin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Which was, which was the title of a previous show. Yeah, and I, I looked up how to pronounce it, and then I kind of forgot there. So if I still said it wrong, I'm really dumb. But I no worries. I literally watched a YouTube video on how to pronounce astaxanthin. <laughs> well, so thank you can, for doing can, that work, Andrew. Can I? So this is um, NAC is the ticket is the title of the post from Yummy Dot Doctor, um, and I, to be honest, not familiar with the website. Someone posted this article on No Agenda Social, and a lot of it 
connected to ways that just just stuff that we've already talked about to what I, I know is real. So I'm, I'm not necessarily reading this from the standpoint of everything in here is 100% accurate. It's probably not. But I think it ties together a few things that it makes sense to me to tie together. So, and, you know, the the takeaway is you should probably be taking these supplements and, you know, worst case, it's just not going to do anything. Um, they're not going to hurt you. So it's uh, so uh, graphene decimates glutathione is also at the top there. People keep asking me what uh, what can help the poison ones now. Increase glutathione. It is a master antioxidant that grabs waste from the body. How? Coffee enemas, DMSO, MSM. I don't know what those are. Do you know what those are? I should have looked that up. Glute- I mean, I know what a coffee enema is. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the DMSO, though. Um, anyway, glutathione no. supplements and NAC. Um, and then it's got a another article there. But graphene inside the body acquires magnetic properties and is a superconductor. It serves for energy storage and condensation and was a strong and was a strong candidate. Without yet having any knowledge of what was inside the vial, we realized that the industry, or rather the the stock market of the graphene industry, had high uptrend peaks just as the COVID-19 vaccination campaign was starting at the beginning of the year, late December to early January. But also, quite curious, during the flu vaccination campaign. And remember this, man, it's so long ago, but we talked about how there was a new type of flu vaccine being tried out in the same part of Italy that had the worst initial COVID stuff. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That and then yeah. No Agenda tied that to the direct flights from there to China. Right, I, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But there's yeah, but they were doing that flu vaccination campaign right there. You know, in no, yeah, I'm not. Yes, yes, I'm not saying that that, that no agenda has the final word on it. I, mean, I think it was a, a good point that there was a direct flight state, but they were doing some strange stuff there. Yeah. Uh, when we have seen the possibilities, that we, graphene- also, we also don't forget. We also saw that all of the military members who got the COVID were people who had also received the flu shot. It was some crazy well, percentage-wise number. Because the the flu is the flu shot mandated in the military? Uh, uh, it may be now. I don't think it was. It might be. It might be. It might be. So, I, and I, you know, they're talking about mandating the COVID 19 vaccine once the FDA approves it, which will be whenever Pfizer asks them to approve it. Um, when we have seen the possibilities that graphene has, or rather that graphene oxide nanoparticles have inside the body when it comes to neuromodulation and when it comes to picking up neuronal electropsycho or physiological effects for brain mapping we have realized and that's those articles i read earlier the the medical diagnostics i think that's what it's talking about right um we have realized the possibility that graphene is being injected can graphene be injected yes graphene can be injected and in fact some scientific papers have already raised the possibility that it could be used as a nanoadjuvant in vaccines. 
with that hypothesis of suspicion, we did what anyone would have done and what I also recommend that you can do if you have access to a vial. We had access to a sealed vial from Pfizer and by means of a request for services to a university, specifically in my name, it was sent for an analysis of the vial where we were looking for the material in question, graphene. After some time of investigation by Dr. Pablo Campra Madrid, doctor in chemical sciences. This is uh, the same this is the same right. study that we quoted with the video with a while the, back. The Stu Peters thing, yep. Yes. The Dr. Jane Ruby. Yes. Uh, we obtained this preliminary report where we are told that there is indeed solid evidence of graphene oxide in the sample and that it is also the main component of what they wrongly call a vaccine. From here and with this solid evidence, which will be further complemented with other um, spectroscopy techniques. That, so anyway, let's we'll skip over that. That's what we already covered. Um, let's see. We discovered that there were about 300 clinical studies where certain hospitals and certain universities were using uh, NAC with incredible results. For example, 100 patients with saturation levels below 50% or practically dead with bilateral pneumonias within an hour of intravenous glutathione or, or NAC administration, they made it. They were taken off ventilators and everything. We now fully understand why those treatments worked because they addressed all the symptoms of the disease supposedly caused by SARS-CoV-2. Given that, that to date there's no scientific evidence of an actual sequencing and isolation of SARS-CoV-2, we suspect that with many credible indications that COVID-19 disease is actually the side effect of the introduction of graphene oxide into the body by different ways. And I said say different ways because although they were were withdrawn at the time, masks containing graphene oxide nanoparticles have been introduced and are still being marketed. These masks have been introduced and are still being marketed by companies such as Nanography. So we have masks with graphene oxide, but also graphene oxide nanoparticles introduced in PCR tests. Graphene oxide is also present in antigen tests. Hydrogels also contain gra graphene oxide nanoparticles. Intranasal vaccines um, also, since graphene oxide in aerosols is more potent, as is the supposed SARS-CoV-2, uh, intranasal vaccines are also prepared, for example, by Turkey. They were made by nanography for COVID-19 and influenza. We know that naturally, graphene oxide is eliminated by the levels of glutathione in the body, and that is why we suspect that they propose a second, third, and even fourth dose every so often, so that you have your considerable dose of graphene oxide. In short, we are talking about the simultaneous and gradual mass poisoning of the entire world population. Think if the preliminary report of a professor of a public university in Almeria, um, let's see. So, oh, this is, this is important because it, when we study glutathione, we realize that it begins to fall from age 30 onwards, but above all, it falls considerably from the age of 65 onwards mm. now if if true which i haven't you know independently verified that right that matches the who suffers the most from covid very well right i mean wh why are old people so much more likely to be killed by quote covid19 um it doesn't make sense if it's a if we're just talking about a virus you know uh 
In fact, COVID-19 takes a heavier toll on older people apart from those who are immunocompromised and have other pathologies. When we study glutathione, we realize that children have high glutathione reserves because of their youth, and the COVID-19 disease itself hardly has an impact on children. Similarly, glutathione is especially low in the obese population, and when we realize it is precisely the obese who are most affected by COVID-19, we realize that glutathione is related to vitamin D. Low levels of glutathione are low levels of vitamin D, and it is precisely patients with COVID-19 who have low levels of vitamin D. We realize that athletes have high levels of glutathione endogenously, which are secreted with intense exercise, and and that's why athletes are hardly affected by COVID-19. I don't know. All that makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm not saying I know it's true, but... I like the hypothesis. Uh, everything that we have subsequently studied only further increases and corroborates the hypothesis that the supposed SARS-CoV-2 of the official version is precisely graphene oxide. And then all the elements of protection, of supposed protection that we have been given, masks, PCR tests, swabs, antigen tests, and vaccine, the wrongly called vaccine, are precisely all those elements that will potentially cause the disease to develop in the future. And why do I say in the future? When we have studied the electromagnetic phenomenon, we realize that graphene oxide has what is called an electronic absorption band. The electronic excitation, its magnetic residence, precisely in the third bandwidth of the 5G technology, the one that is being tendered right now, and that, remember, has been with us throughout the pandemic. So there's the... 5G connection too. Um, and as absolutely everything started, we have had the three nets. The first one is, or, you know, network or nets. The first is that the 5G terrestrial antenna that never stopped being placed. Um, and curiously, eight of 10 of these antennas are placed near geriatrics and nursing homes in their immediate vicinity, which has been precisely the most affected population. Remember, we talked about that. Uh, close to the one up in the Seattle area is right where the 5G stuff was going in and being promoted. Um, anyway, so, so is it the glyphosate? Yes. Yes. <laughs> is it the graph? Is it is it the graphene oxide? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is it the Definitely. 5G? Yeah. Yes. Is it the chemtrails? Yes. It's yep. all of those things. It's not yep. just one of those things. It's all of those things, which is leading to the deterioration of health and possibly even the pandemic. And, and then, we kinda... oh, I was just going to say, and um, high fructose corn syrup. Right. Is, is the lack of vitamin D3? Is yep. it the high fructose corn syrup? Is it the carbs? Too many carbs? Is it the processed sugars? Is it the seed oils? Is it all those things? And we talked about how this was originally spotted, or it made me immediately think of Smilex from the mm -hmm. original Batman back in the 19, well, I guess not the original, but the one with Michael Keaton back in the 80s from my childhood. And we played a clip of uh, the Joker talking about, you know, the great part about all these products is chances are you bought them already. And if you ate, and if you had some of these products, then it would kill you. Well, here's Batman, and I'll put these two clips together, and I think this is going to be a recurring theme for our show, and I think we'll close it out with this today. This is Batman figuring out Smilex. He, the scene is he takes Vicky Vale back to the Batcave and figures out 
what is causing people to die? What is all this? The police have got it wrong. They're looking for one product. The Joker has tainted hundreds of chemicals at the source. And all shipments of products would be poisoned. And would all be dead. No. The poison only works when the components are mixed. Hairspray won't do it alone, but hairspray mixed with lipstick and perfume will be toxic and untraceable. There you go. It won't, one product alone won't do it. It's all <laughs> the products together. That's yeah. what kills you. That's what makes you sick. So, and it, it is. Every episode this year, exercise. Try to <laughs> eat better. Eat less carbs. Eat less processed sugars. Go outside. Meet your neighbors. <laughs> hug your family. Yeah. yeah on, on the one hand, the people who we are supposed to hate, like our neighbors, they're not they're not the ones trying to kill you. That's like, right. They're just trying to live their lives. They want good things for their kids. Uh, and it's difficult to believe that there's actually a widespread agenda to poison you. But that's what's going on. And Absolutely. The, on. the only way around it is is to, you know, do those things that, that you talked about. Eat or, you know, like maybe you eat less food, but it's high quality organic food. That's not the worst thing in the world. You know, I mean, it, yes, it's expensive, but, uh, you know, much cheaper in the long run. Yep. So. Eat more meat. I know that sounds crazy, and that is the direction they are taking us away from. They want us to mm-hmm. stop eating meat. But if you eat constant pr- good proteins, you won't be hungry. You won't be car- carb loading. You won't be eating all kinds of sugars. Eat meat. Do your Get exercise. Any words of wisdom other than that for us today, Andrew, as we close it out? Yeah, buy a, buy a grass-fed cow. <laughs> <laughs> I wish How about I could. Storable <laughs> food. It may be processed, but you could buy some storable food to prepare for the oncoming. Uh, yeah, I'd, I've, I've looked at it. Do you know how much a, even like a quarter of a grass fed, high quality beef, how much that costs? No. Not cheap. Yeah. Do you <laughs> know how much three months' supply of freeze dried food is? Yeah, it's, well, you know, I'd. Just 600, you, 600 bucks, 800 bucks. You know how much a year supply for a full family? $5,000. Well, I've, well I, sh- I shouldn't say this, but uh, at an undisclosed location, protected by weapons, uh, got storable food somewhere. <laughs> there you go. So if, you, if you're starving, you can come visit. We'll have you over for some... Uh, some rehydrated soup. <laughs> rehydrated monosodium glutamate and, and <laughs> corn syrup. No, no, it was, it was, I don't think there's any MSG, but it, I'm, I don't know how the freeze dried stuff can be all that great. But. I mean, it, at that point, it's not necessarily trying to stay healthy, just trying well, that's to what I, stay I, alive. What <laughs> I, yeah, what I, in the meantime, like if someone wants to contribute a cow to the, to our podcast, <laughs> that would be good. 
There you go. There you go. Any other words of wisdom for us, Andrew? That, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. They're trying to poison you, but your neighbor's not, so go talk to your neighbor. Go talk to your neighbor, even if you have to mask up. I don't know. <laughs> also, is Delta really working? I, mean, I see the push everywhere. I guess there's a lot of people with masks on. Oh, this, this whole Delta push isn't working. As a matter of fact, I don't think it's made, real. We made it through our whole episode without saying Delta. So. Yeah. Well, we should play one clip on our way out. Uh, how do they How do they test for Delta? Do you know, Andrew? Uh, actually, I do know now. But yes, how do they it test for Delta? They sequence some number of samples once a month, somewhere. <laughs> That's the official story. Because the uh, the official yeah. the official talking piece was yeah the 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 deputy the deputy uh, communications person under Saki, who I guess will take over for Saki once she quits. Uh, she she was baffled by the question, like, "What do you mean?" Understand the question. How do you test when that is the dominant strain in the area when people just test whether they're COVID positive? Well, we don't we don't we don't test the. We don't test it. We listen to public well, health and scientists and they tell us it, that it's the Delta variant. I don't even understand. Why would they explain? I mean, that's what they are telling us. I laid out why, why they, I laid out how contagious it was and I laid out why uh, why we needed to act on the Delta variant. I, I laid out a lot of why. The answers we get is because they say so without a lot of. Well, they're the experts. It's not it's not just day. These are scientists. These are experts. I just said that. Hold on one second. I hold on one second. I just said that Dr. Lewinsky said just recently in her 20 year uh, career, she had never seen a, a variant that was so contagious. So this is 20 years of her career. So this is absolutely, absolutely Absolutely, a a major major problem that we are trying to deal with. That's why we heard from the president yesterday. That's why we keep talking about people need to get vaccinated. So that is that is the that is the way that we're trying to move in this administration, making sure that we are protecting uh, people here, making sure that we're dealing with this pandemic in a way that is effective. And that's how we're going to move forward. I'll take another question. Oh, good. Go ahead. It seems to me she didn't quite know how they tested for it. Just trust the experts, which is pretty much all we're being fed these days from the media and the government. Just trust the experts. Well, guess what? I'm an expert on propaganda, and Andrew is an expert on speaking Elvish and Lord of the Rings. And both of us say, go live your life, eat healthy, try to exercise, and pray to God, and also pray for us. Anything? Is that it? Is that it? That's a wrap. That's the show. And and uh, you know, podcasts are healthier than TV. Not saying just that because we're doing a podcast, but listening is a healthier way. You can listen while you take a walk. Or listen while you do the dishes, or listen while you uh, take care of your kids. Oh, probably not the best one. But listen all the stuff that you're doing. You can do it. You can do it. Please listen to podcasts. Please listen to audiobooks. Tune into James Corbett. Listen to No Agenda. Listen to Nowhere to... uh, Bible Prophecy Talk. And remember, talk to your neighbors and the people around you, because guess what? I bet not as many of them believe the baloney as you think they do. Yeah, that's true. Until next week, we will have a special guest. I am one of your hosts, and I am excited to 
go outside where it's nice. <laughs> oh, you stole mine. I'm Andrew Hoffman. Also excited <laughs> to go outside. <laughs> All right. Playing That's some it. golf today. Good for you, man. Have fun. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-